you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in over 1,200 regions from literally every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners around the world in the countries of Australia, United Kingdom, and Russian Federation, and in the states of Florida, Connecticut, and Washington. Welcome and thank you all for your continuing support because you keep tuning in and listening. Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is celebrating four years of being on the air as a top-ranked show here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network, the oldest and most widely listened to online talk radio network, Thank you for listening and making this show success possible. I love hearing from you, so please keep sending me your questions and comments. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self Empowerment. I wrote this book because when you are self-empowered, you are connected to your limitless higher self, your soul, your intuition, your gut feelings, your guidance. Our limitless higher self is the wiser part of ourselves, the part that knows the truth of who we are. Our logical mind is so loud, however, that it often drowns out the whisper that's trying to guide us on our authentic path. As you learn to listen to the still small voice within, you will begin to feel at peace. Because your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine, it is through this connection that miracles occur like unexpected healing, healthy relationships, peace, and wealth. This connection gives you an inner foundation of love which eliminates fear. It is through this love that you can heal the planet and yourself and make the shift into the fourth dimension. Our higher self helps us find safety and can even save our own life and others' lives. We must train ourselves to trust our higher self and never go against it. Don't talk yourself out of something that feels right to you or let what others say or think influence what you do. Please use these tips. My tip for this week is in honor of our topic today. Observe nature. One form of meditation is to sit and relax in nature or to look outside from a comfortable spot. Enjoy the beauty of the sunset, the flowers, the birds singing. Nature is always communicating with us, but we are not always aware of the communication. The result is that we miss out on so much of the joy in life. Our minds have a limited view of the world and what is possible, which close 
closes us off from our deepening relationships with the world of animals, plants, and minerals. If you have a dog or cat or bird, you know that animals communicate love. Do we, however, recognize all of their abilities to express love? Problem solve and let us know what they want and need without speaking a word of English. Communication is a two-way street or whatever language you speak. Communication is a two-way street. They may be talking to us, but are we listening? In order to really listen, we need to open up our thinking and assume they have consciousness and needs and desires that don't always match what we want. During the years I've been doing this show, I have shared several experiences with my cat Benji and other animals that have helped me open up my belief system and know that animals are much more like us than we have wanted to admit. I'll share more on this in my silver lining story. In my second show of the year, numerologist Alice Rosen told us that this is the year of truth, including being true to yourself. The result is that some relationships are breaking apart. If people do not have the room to grow and to be their authentic self within a given relationship, they're choosing to go through the pain of a divorce rather than stay in the pain of not being true to themselves. To help those who find themselves in this situation, my next workshop is life after divorce as someone said to me once no one gets married thinking they're going to get divorced whether the divorce is your choice or your spouse's you still have the power to choose to heal or to stay stuck in the pain of loss regret guilt shame worry fear resentment anger blame self-blame helplessness hopelessness injustice or whatever negative feelings and emotions are surfacing in your mind Mind. You can choose to limit your life or expand it. You can choose to shut down and close off your heart, or you can choose to be self-empowered and create the life of your choosing. Contrary to our societal belief, the way to protect your heart is by opening up your heart through compassion, empathy, love, and forgiveness for yourself and others. Within every ending is a new beginning. If you only focus on the trauma of the loss, you miss the joy of discovering the hidden parts of yourself and of being in charge of your own destiny. Yes, there are many losses that include a way of life, an identity, belongings, money, friendship, sex, your home. But if you don't have yourself, you have nothing. If you choose to focus on the past, what was and what could have been, Part of you stays stuck there, and you have less energy available to enjoy the moment, reclaim your power, and create an amazing life. The healthy path is to mourn the losses, let go of the pain, keep the growth, learning, and wisdom, and move forward with freedom and joy and excitement as you discover the parts of yourself that were previously afraid to be seen. Whatever your situation is, you can choose to see your divorce as an opportunity to recreate your life, discover your true self, and shine in your authenticity. In this workshop, you will begin to heal, move forward, and take tools home with you to continue the process. 
process. You will open your heart to love through self-compassion and forgiveness. Feel the painful emotions and let them go. Keep the blessings of joy, learning, wisdom, and growth. Discover who you are now in your fullness and beauty and move forward with a sense of adventure and excitement into the life you choose. We will meet on Saturday, May 5th. For details and registration, go to paulajoyce.com. If you don't live in Dallas, contact me for individual or group coaching or invite me to give a speech in your area or present a workshop like this or past life regression or something else. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, abundance, love, peace, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field like our guest today, Carlene Stange who will talk with us about the wisdom, compassion, and souls of animals. In last week's show, when Julie Simon and I connected during the commercial, she was kind enough to say, I loved your uplifting message. I'm hooked on your show now. I definitely appreciate her kind comments. Julie helped us understand that we can heal our brains and change our relationship to food. Doing so involves a process of learning how to love and nurture ourselves. Using food for comfort starts in childhood and is often the result of abuse or trauma. If we don't have someone who gives us consistent nurturing, we don't learn how to do this for ourselves. Julie, through her own experience of using food for comfort, has learned how to help herself and others develop healthy eating habits step by step. For instance, if you had a challenging day, use some mindfulness practices before you stop at the fast food drive through First, check in with yourself, write down what you're feeling, and take a deep breath. Then validate how you're feeling with the soothing, kind, supportive inner voice saying something like, it makes sense to feel upset after an argument. For more ideas, listen to this show by clicking on the episode link on this page. For previous shows on healing our relationship with food and ourselves as well as developing mindfulness practices, practices, please listen to Yoga to Heal Disordered Eating and Eating Disorders with Sarah Joy Marsha. Marsh, stop criticizing yourself with Mark Coleman and create success with your internal guidance with Zen Cryer DeBruke. 
You can hear these shows or any others that you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. As one listener said, when she listens to a show more than once, the information sinks in at a deeper level and she picks up new ideas she had previously missed. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or needs. Some people listen when relaxing, sharing time with a loved one, exercising, commuting in the middle of the night, or when needing hope, comfort, and inspiration. Whenever it is, I'm here for you. And now you can add to the benefits of my show by following Mary and Stefan's story in my blog and getting my life coaching tips as a response to her. She is sharing with us how she is using the information in each episode to change her life. As she wrote in an upcoming blog, I love that the methods Julie Simon encourages listeners to use can also be used in parenting. As I'm healing myself, I can better help my children. I try to be an active listener when they're talking about things they're struggling with. Now I can also help them learn to soothe themselves. All my previous blogs, including the first few posts with Marion's story and my coaching responses are on my website, paulajoyce.com. Be sure to check them out and follow Marion's progress. Now it's time for my silver lining story. My cat Benji was a great teacher for me in many ways. In the end, he taught me that I could not superimpose my will over his. I was not in charge of his emotions, and I was not capable of making him happy in a situation that was by definition intolerable for him. When he was acting out, refusing to use his box to go to the bathroom and spending a lot of time whining at me, nothing I did was changing the situation, and he was becoming more upset every day. He was clearly telling me that he did not want to share me with clients, and I kept trying not to listen. I didn't want to give him up, but I also didn't want him to be miserable. He had been my friend and companion for over 12 years and I wasn't ready to let go. In the end, Benji gave me no choice because I was even less willing to lock him in my bathroom or have my entire home become his bathroom. He knew exactly what he was doing and he became increasingly aggressive in making his needs clear in a way that he knew I could not ignore. When I finally gave in and found him a new home, he became my old Benji. We had a loving goodbye and he adjusted quickly and easily to his new family. His bathroom behaviors went back to normal in their home and he became the loving cat he had always been. He's now happy in a home with a young boy and his parents, all of whom give him plenty of attention with no competition from my clients. When I was looking for a good placement for Benji, I contacted someone who helps cats find homes. I described his behaviors in order to explain why I needed to rehome him. She advised me to put Benji on antidepressants like she was doing with her cat, which I did not do. It was clear to me that he was unhappy for a reason and that drugging him might make him compliant, but certainly not happy. 
recognizing his needs and honoring his right to be in in an environment that met those needs did make him happy. I still check on him periodically just to make sure he's still doing well. I have peace of mind knowing that the only way I could show my love and gratitude to him was to let him move on. Every now and then I think I see or hear him and I know he's sending his love long distance, just like I often think of a friend or child who then calls. We are all connected as spiritual beings and Benji will always be in my heart and as he He keeps telling me, I will always be in his heart. Our guest today understands this well. Carlene Stange is the author of The Spiritual Nature of Animals, a country vet explores the wisdom, compassion, and souls of animals. As a child, she wanted to be an animal doctor before she knew the word veterinarian. Today, she incorporates acupuncture, traditional Chinese herbal medicine, and nutritional therapy into her Rocky Mountain practice. She often speaks at conferences and lives in Durant. Colorado. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, and I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you want to get uplifting messages between shows, please click on the link to like us on Facebook. In addition to posting all our shows, I post special uplifting messages to you, and I repost videos that will make you laugh, feel good about all the kindness in the world, fill your heart with the beauty of nature and animals, the delight of dance and music, and the joy of being alive with all the violence hurtful words anger and fear that's being spread we must find a way to keep ourselves positive only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world the answer to hate is love as dr martin luther king jr said hate cannot drive out hate only love can do that. While listening to the commercials, go to my website, PaulaJoyce.com, to like us on Facebook. Then friend Paula Joyce, and I'll help you be part of the solution. Read about and register for my Life After Divorce workshop or contact me to schedule a speech or a workshop in your area. Your question for today is, when have you felt loved by an animal? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Carlene Stange to talk about the wisdom, compassion, and souls of animals. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. 
Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula Joyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach millions of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email drpaul.com. Joyce at gmail.com. I value you and what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down when you have felt loved by an animal. And I'm so pleased to welcome Carlene Stange to talk about the wisdom, compassion, and souls of animals. Carlene, it's an absolute delight to have you on the show. It's a delight to be here, Paula. Thank you so much. Well, and I um, I love your topic in particular and your understanding of the spiritual nature of animals, which not everyone really does. How was it that you developed this understanding uh, that is so rare? I think I was born with it. It just seemed obvious to me in spite of everything I had heard that animals don't have souls, animals don't feel love, animals aren't conscious. I thought, what are you talking about animals aren't conscious? I can, as a veterinarian, I can make an animal unconscious with, with anesthesia, so it follows that it was conscious to begin with. But even as a child, it just, I couldn't understand these questions. Uh, you know, how can people think that way? You mentioned Coco the gorilla. People said that even though she could sign a thousand words that she really didn't know what she was doing, she was just doing it for a reward. And I thought, really? It seems so intuitively obvious to me. The animal is conscious and loving. She loved that kitten, right? Oh, Remember the kitten she had and it died and she signed sad, sad, bad, cry, right? Yes. <laughs> think, and- how can you think it's not conscious? So I had to find out. <laughs> 
I had to investigate. Well, I agree with you 100%. And she mourned. She literally cried when Robin Williams died, who had visited her and become her friend. And when you look at the video and you see the expression on each of their faces, there's a real love there, a real connection and joy. And she mourned his loss. Right. Um, And dogs do that, too. Dogs mourn the loss of their their companions, their housemates, you know, just like the people do. And then the people, I, I saw a lady just the other day, she says, I got a puppy, and now my other dog is doing so much better. I mean, we all like that puppy joy in our life, and you miss your friends when they leave. These animals are eternal spiritual beings. I interviewed a shaman for my book, and he told me that in spirit realm, an animal may appear as a human or vice versa. So I asked him, what's the difference? He goes, I don't, I don't see a difference. You know, we're just different bodies. They're still eternal spirits. Energy is neither created nor destroyed. So we have this eternal energy that keeps on evolving. Yes, and what I discovered was that Benji and I had been together in previous lives, my mm-hmm. cat Benji. Mm-hmm. You know, there, really? there, is, there is a soul bond there, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, love, and love connects you. Uh, exactly, and and so to to not acknowledge it is a form of disrespect, really, not only to our the animals in our lives, but also to ourselves. Right. That same shaman said that. Um, anim- no, it was other shamans. I read that shamans say that in that. Spirit, animal language is just a variant of spirit language. So when you were talking about connecting to that still small voice within, that is your guidance. And when you listen to that, or when you listen to your animal, you're getting that true message. You have to quiet your mind, like you said. And I first did this on a vision quest. And when you're out there all by yourself with no food, and there's no one talking, no radio, no anything but you, no clocks, no phones, and boy, it's a lot easier to hear that voice. But we hear it all the time. Here's a trite example. I have my hand in a large bag of potato chips, right? And then in the back <laughs> of my mind, I hear, that's enough. Do you listen, right? But in, in the wild, animals listen to their inner guidance, right? So a wild animal with internal parasites is guided to eat poisonous plants to kill the parasites. They just do it. They don't argue. We argue. I argue, oh, I just want 10 more chips. Couple more handfuls. You know, we don't listen. And the animals, without human interference, they obey their nature. They get in trouble with us. So we really have to pay attention to them and, and listen to what they say, like you did with Benji. Well, yes, and in some ways, we could even argue when you were talking about they listen to their inner nature and their inner voice. In some ways, they're probably more evolved than we are. You know, I have a client who is a psychotherapist for for couples, her and her husband, and her dog had seizures, and if her and her husband argued, the dog would have a seizure. So they had to learn to communicate with each other calmly, which was such a gift lesson for them to help their clients with, right? Uh, I think it was so beautiful. The the channel Abraham said the primary purpose of animals on this planet is to uh, balance our energy. And so I think, you know, uh, so and a clairvoyant told me that a person may come back as an animal for a particular purpose. Like, for example, the animal may, the 
person in a previous life may have had self-loathing. And you can't heal self-loathing in another human body, but as a beloved family pet, you can heal that pain in 10 years, right? Because you don't have the mental judgments. So we help them, they help us, we come back and forth to work together to grow and learn. I think it's absolutely fascinating and how beautiful that that couple you mentioned noticed that that was happening Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, just extending the argument and being angry with the animal, you know, why are you interfering, you know, leave us alone or whatever, but they, they paid attention, they allowed themselves to get the message and to heal and change and, and to grow within themselves and, with, and, their, and in their relationship with each other. They do it with us all the time. For example, when you're on the computer and you're pissed off at something, is angry, <laughs> frustrated with the computer or whatever, and the dog comes, right, and starts whining and pawing at you, wanting to be petted. The cat walks across your keyboard, right? They sit down on the computer, and they're trying to tell you, lady, you need to take a break here. You need to pet me. We need to go for a walk. You, you know, I'm here to calm you down. And if you don't do it, you yell at them. That gets, just gets worse, and you feel horrible. You know, so just stop for a second when you're feeling like that. Just stop, hug your cat, pet your dog, and then just say thank you so much for helping me settle down. I appreciate you so much. Now I'll lay down, and then you can go back with a fresh start. They really helped you. So I try hard to listen to my cats and horses and everything now more. Well, yes, they can take us out of ourselves if we're willing to pay attention and help us assess the situation, sort of a a pause. It's kind of a a natural um, mindfulness. Um, They're they're little mindfulness alarms that, you know, pay attention here, stop for a second. Right. And, and as an example of love, you know, most scientists claim there's no evidence that animals feel love. However, there's a test to see who loves you more, your dog or your spouse. You lock each one in the trunk of a car for an hour and find out which one's happy to see you when you let them out. <laughs> so so no. it, it, it's so true. They demonstrate this unconditional love. But there's a huge lesson in that, that forgive and forget nature of the dog. So you get the lesson, okay, I'm going to learn to stay out of the trunk. I'm grateful for that lesson. Now i got to be like the dog, give up the blame, shame, guilt, pain, stop complaining, and be happy. It's so hard for us, right? We just hang on to these stories for decades, and the dog is like, I'm over it. You know, it's such a great <laughs> lesson. I strive, you know, to be more like a dog. Um, I, I think that's beautiful. And you t- also talk about judgment, which is related, really, and the cause of so much um, uh, distress and stress that yes. we create for ourselves and it, it to learn from animals how to let go of judgment that they can be profound teachers for us. Right. I was in tremendous pain, really, uh, in early in my career. Veterinary medicine is really quite disturbing. It's gore and death and, you know, we can't sleep and it's just... Oh, so painful, really. And I, I interviewed a clairvoyant for my book, and I told her how badly I felt when my patients didn't get better, and she laughed. And then she laughed some more. 
She left until she cried, nearly fell off her chair. I thought, I was offended. I said, well, I'm, I'm glad I can be a source of entertainment for you. And she said, I'm sorry, but it's not your fault if an animal doesn't heal. I said, really? What do people pay me for? She says, well, you help for sure. But it, there's a lot more going on than just what you do. Maybe that animal had other plans. Maybe that person and the animal are trying to learn something together. Well, this was news to me. And then she said, don't judge the situation. Judgment is pain. And I discovered all the spiritual teachers say that. Jesus said, judge not so you may not be judged. Zen Buddhist Thich Nhat Hanh said, remove judgment and pain disappears. Eckhart Tolle said pain comes from judgment. And I found out that, you know, as soon as I judge someone, they judge me. And what's worse is with every judgment I make, I feel pain in my body. So think about something like politics that really sets you off. And then notice where you feel the tension in the body, throat, heart, stomach, low back. You know, and with this observation, I started going, I don't really want this pain. Maybe I'll let go of my opinionated judgments a little bit more (laughs) and just observe the situation, which is all the spiritual teachers are trying to say. Just observe it in a calm manner. Don't take on all this pain. So that was a huge lesson for me. It helped me so much in veterinary medicine to think, oh, maybe this animal has to be somewhere. Maybe it needs to leave right now. Maybe death is its path. I'm not, who am I? God, no. Let it be. Just bless it and thank it and do the best I can and let go. Exactly. And I think if we're judging and fighting against what's happening, we can't be there for the person or the animal who is right. is dying, who is leaving this realm. And, and it's really about our loss because maybe yes. they're ready to leave and right. this is, you know, good for them. And so we put our pain on them and, and, prevent the beauty of the experience of dying, of sharing that with them, of being there with them, and helping them in that process. That is so important. You know, death is like birth. It may be painful, but it literally is a rebirth for them. And so it's such a special, magic moment to be with your beloved animal. And I, what's one of the messages I try to share in my book is if you can be calm during that and, and just be there for the animal. Thank it. Forgive it. I'm sorry. I forgave you. I forgive you for chewing up my shoes. You know, pray for their karma to be forgiven, and just, you know, thank them over and over again, and then visualize them completely healed in every way, physically, emotionally, mentally. See them turning into pure love light, and then fly off into the bliss of of love and light. And that way, it's healing for everybody. Yeah, it might be painful. And either way, if there's euthanasia or they die on their own, it's, you can do this exercise long after death. And so, yes, that's such an important time. Uh, now, uh, there was, and talking about the idea of whether they're aware and conscious mm. uh, and able to make choices in relationship to death even, uh, my son's dog was living longer, had cancer, and was outliving the predictions of how long he was going to live. Mm-hmm. And we had a family reunion planned and the he, my son brought the dog and within 
five days after the family reunion, Maverick passed away. Mm-hmm. And I, I am fully convinced that Maverick stayed with us on this earth plane long enough to have one last goodbye, one mm-hmm. celebration. And I spent a lot of time talking to him and petting him and telling him how grateful I was for him and how much I loved him. You know, and it was beautiful for mm-hmm. both of us. Mm-hmm. It is such a, it's a magical thing. As a veterinarian, you know, we euthanize animals all the time and, and watch them die. And if we can keep the people from being hysterical, it's, it can be, you know, an honor, an honor to be with them at that last moment and wish them fond farewell. It, it, it really is beautiful, knowing they're eternal spiritual beings. I talk about the death of my horse in the book, and uh, one of my horses died on his own after a traumatic event. And he... After his death, his face was euphoric. I've never seen that look on his face in his life. He had this complete blissed-out expression on his face. I thought, wherever you went, it was a beautiful place. It made me so happy. How beautiful. Um, and, and with that uh, on our minds, I'd like us to take a break now, and then we'll come back and talk more. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, paulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the information on all our shows in the chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul, your true self, your inner wisdom, the still small voice within, and healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align their conscious and unconscious mind and move forward with ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now in your paper, write down, what are you going to do to become more aware of the true nature of animals and possibly your pets? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Carlene Stange to talk about the wisdom, compassion, and souls of animals. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. 
With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down what you're going to do to become more aware of the true nature of animals. Remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how St. Francis of Assisi can help you do so. I'm so glad we're here with Carlene Stangy to talk more about the wisdom, compassion, and souls of animals. Um, Carlene, I'm loving this conversation with you, and I, I know you um, write about and, and talk about the some animals and their abilities to um, communicate and to problem solve and to think in ways that we don't believe they can. Would you talk to us a little bit about some of these? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you, you mentioned Coco the gorilla, and then came Alex, the African gray parrot. So Irene Pepperberg was a animal behavior scientist, and she wanted to study communication language in animals, and she went and bought this random gray parrot at a pet store, and she taught him to speak a hundred words, and he could speak in full sentences, and he, she had the most amazing uh, ways, she'd put a tray out with different colored objects, like a key and a block and a ball and a nut or whatever, and she'd say, how many blue? He'd say four. How many blue? Four. You know, how many red? Five. You know, he could count. He had the cognitive capacity of a five-year-old human, five- to six-year-old child, his math, regarding math. He spoke in full sentences. He spelled nut phonetically. Like one time she said, Alex, how many, how many red? Um, and he said blue. And there were no blue. She said, Alex, how many red? Blue. So she knew he was messing with her. So, <laughs> and he'd go, want a nut. And she's Alex. How many? How many red? Blue. Want a nut? N-. And then he he got so frustrated. He spelled nut phonetically. Nut. Want a nut? Right. And so finally she said, "Okay, Alex. How many blue?" And he said, "None." And she had not taught him the concept of of zero. 
so she taught him he knew more than she knew. Anyway, back then, wow. this was taboo. This was, you don't, she couldn't get funded. No one's going to fund animal language studies because animals don't talk. Animals don't have language. Animals don't have souls. Animals aren't conscious. We're not giving you the money to figure it out. So she could not get published, right? So struggled. Finally, a German journal published her work, right? And also then um, Bern Heinrich, he wrote Mind of the Raven, which is another fascinating book. And he said in his book, I believe these ravens are conscious, right? I, he took a string and tied a piece of meat on it and tied the string to a perch, and the only way for the ravens to get the meat would be to stand on the perch and reel up the string, and he thought it's going to take him weeks of trial and error to figure this out, so they flew at the meat and couldn't get it. One tried to peck the, the cord off the, off the uh, perch, couldn't do it, but one stood above it, looked down at it, turned his head side to side, and reeled it up first try. So he says, you have to play the scenarios over in your mind and try to figure out how to solve this puzzle. That's consciousness, right? So we don't even know how to define consciousness. So it's a difficult thing because it's not a physical thing. They keep saying it's in the brain, but they can't find it in the brain. And the only part of the brain that we have that's different from the other animals is our prefrontal cortex. Well, in 2012, the Francis Crick Memorial Conference on Consciousness in Humans and Non-Human Animals, this prominent group of neuroscientists said, you know what, consciousness is not in the prefrontal cortex. There's nothing about our neural substance that makes us superior to other animals. And they said that Alex, the African gray parrot, had near-human-like levels of consciousness. They also did research with this octopus, where they put an octopus in a, in a cage, and um, they had a crab in a little cage in the octopus cage. And the octopus was trying to get this crab out, and it was a combination lock, and he couldn't figure it out. So another oct- octopus had already learned the trick, and so they opened uh, a window for him to watch this other octopus open up that cage. Then they shut the window, put a new crab cage in there, and that octopus opened it up right away and got the crab. I mean, octopus have chemoreceptors on their suction cups taste chemicals. They can taste with their arms. They can change shape, color, and pattern, and different parts of their body can change colors and different patterns. They, they don't have any muscular, they don't have any skeleton, bony skeleton, so they can shrink into all kinds of different shapes. So they shape shift, <laughs> they change colors. So they're super hard to keep in captivity. They can unlock any puzzle and they can sneak out tiny little holes and they can be standing right next to you. You can't even see them. So they're just amazing. We have, you know, so many bats and dolphins have sonar. We think we're so superior. What we do have in superior amounts to the other animals is our egos. <laughs> and the Bible tells us that. In Ecclesiastes 3.18, it says, God is testing mankind to remind him that he too is a beast. And then 3.19 says that we're the same. We have the same breath. We have no advantage over the beast. Man has no advantage over the beast. We have the same breath, that same spirit that is in all the animals is in us. says so in the Bible. I'm not arguing. Well, and and as you're talking, it also reminds me that there's a lot of judgment and separation 
um, it's in addition to ego, it's also that somehow we have to find difference as opposed to finding commonality and connection. And we create so much um, distress and so much negativity and um, difficult, unnecessary, unhappy feelings because we're always looking for what's wrong, what's different, as opposed to where's the common ground? How are we like each other as human beings and as animals and even as trees and plants and flowers and, and rocks? Um, and, 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 and so we... We create so much stress and distress for ourselves that we don't need to. It's all a mirror. All the spiritual teachers and even science tell us that. What did Krishnamurti say? The observer is the observed. Werner Heisenberg and in even recent uh, studies in quantum physics are saying the observer creates the observation, alters the observation. The observation is affected by the observer. So we, we literally do create our own reality, and it's a reflection for us. So, you know, one Buddhist psychologist said, we all have starving dogs in our basements. So people who are, are agonizing over some starving dog, yeah, okay, there's a starving dog. What does that say for you? Look inside, feed your starving dog. Sometimes the best way for us to heal the outer world is to fix our inner world. Big lesson. Well, I, I do think that is beautiful. And I think also sometimes we have more compassion for animals than we do for human beings. Definitely. I often see all these videos on social media of animals who have been mistreated. And yes, I feel tremendous compassion for them. But I don't see a lot of videos about all of the abuse to people in the that world. That's so true. There's actually been um, research that shows people are have more compassion for animals. And what I would say is that you just have to remember, people are dumb animals, too. We all make mistakes. We all need compassion. And it's, it's you know, we're all one. Yes. And, and so how can we get there? How can animals help us get there to seeing more clearly that we all are one and to have compassion for ourselves and others, as well as animals. I think looking at this mirror, and, you know, there's a, a, a rabbi, Gershon Winkler, who lives among the Apache now, and he says that you don't need to do all kinds of psychological programs and things. All you need to do is look at the next animal that walks past you and, and reflect, what does that mean for me? That is my mirror. You know, the Native Americans talk about this all the time in their medicine wheel, you know, each of the directions. And each, we want to understand all the directions, but we have to look at all the animals. So, like, I used to have eight horses, right? And they were all different. And I would look at one and go, whoa, yeah, I'm great. And then I'd look at the other one and go, wow, I'm really hyperactive and too busy and self-destructive. And, you know, (laughs) how can I help myself? And that helps them, too. Uh, that's really beautiful. It's, it, it's another mindfulness. 
(laughs) technique to what's happening around me. It's like I um, pay attention to what animals and birds and even insects show up in my environment to help me pay attention. Yes. Yes. Fascinating. Go ahead. Yeah, on my vision quest, I had uh, caterpillars. Four caterpillars, and they say that the, when you see four of an animal, that's your spirit guide. And that was quite fascinating. I was quite in my larval stage of spiritual growth. So, yes, it was very helpful. Um, it has been such a delight, truly, to have you on the show. I am so grateful to your spending time with us and sharing your experiences and knowledge. So thank you so much, Carlene, and I wish you all the best. Thank you, um, Paula. And- I've really enjoyed your message at, at your introduction as well. Thank you. Thank you, and I hope you all purchase her book, The Spiritual Nature of Animals, and go to her website, animus, A-N-I-M-A-S, animals.com. And thank you all for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to paulajoyce.com and like us on Facebook, then read my latest blog, go to purchase um, my store to purchase the ebook 33 Tips for Self Empowerment. Then learn about my services, including, including coaching, speaking, hands on healing, remote healing, past life regressions, space clearings, or to sponsor one of my experiential workshops, such as Overcoming Abuse, 21 Steps for Healing the Body, Silver Linings, The I'm Awakening, or The Ultimate Creative Problem Solving Process. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm, the archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature. Work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blocks and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress and profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and Corporate clients improve their finances, health, and relationships. Click on the link to contact me and see for yourself. And now I'm going to introduce you to St. Francis of Assisi, who watches over the animal kingdom. When asking for his help, use your own words or say something like, St. Francis of Assisi, I give you permission in a positive way only to help me communicate clearly with animals and see them as wise and loving souls. Ask for his help when you want to connect more deeply with the animal kingdom and recognize their true nature or when you need help with an animal or want to communicate with them. Remember, he spoke to animals. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information coming your way. This is a process, not an event. Trust that he is helping you because he is. And if you live in Dallas, I invite you to experience my ultimate creative problem-solving process by clicking on my the meetup link on my website. Please join us next Thursday right here, April, when Carolyn Hauser-Carson will talk with us about healing childhood sexual abuse. And April 12, when a previous guest, Kat Young, will talk with us about keeping her sense of humor when the California fires destroyed most of her house. And on April 19th, when Red Goldstein will share his still 
Point Life Satisfaction System. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.